Sweden Rolls once again. Welcome back, dear listeners, to yet another episode of our new world building series, where I will be talking a bit about world building and often using uh, my own campaign world, Windheim or Eshra, as the actual world is called. But Windheim is the island, the continent that we are currently kickstarting with uh, Nordic Skulls, actually live on Kickstarter now when you hear this if you're not a patron because if you're a patron you get this a week or two in advance so if you're a patron listening to this on patreon uh windheim will launch on kickstarter 31st of july but if you're listening to this uh, on the podcast feed then that means that it is early august and the kickstarter is live so check out windheim and the horn of the dawn on kickstarter if you're curious about that so Last week we talked a bit about seeds, hooks, USPs. This time we will do another good starting point when creating a new world. Tolkien, I think, said it best. It all starts with a map. According to him, you can't write fiction if you don't have a map, because if you don't have a map, you don't know where things are and where things are going. Having said that, a map can, of course, change over time. You make, you know, um, new additions, you, you make changes to your map, and uh, that's just a part of, you know, creating it. It's not something that either he or anyone else, you know, thinks is something that will be static, will be, you know, you write something and then it's set in stone. So he was talking, of course, about writing literature, and I would actually like to say that when it comes to role-playing games a map is even more important and therefore a map is even more important to have in place when you start writing uh, scenarios and or campaigns for uh, role-playing games now for windheim i have you know i started making the first black and white um, map for windheim Back in 2001 or two, I'd like to say. And of course, it's been evolving ever since. But, the you know, the, the ground structure more or less is there. Then I went on to making a map on Incarnate, which I'm sure some of you are aware of. It's a great map making tool online. Uh, you can make very basic maps uh, with a free version. Uh, but if you pay... What is it about 10 bucks or something a month you get uh, the yeah the extended version i don't know i don't know if it's called the pro version or something like that but like the, the extended version where you get basically everything they have and then you can really start making some some great maps on incarnate what's good with that is that they have a bunch of cool icons that you can use and sometimes even browsing through the icons uh, makes you see something that you're like oh hey this is some kind of portal I want a portal in my world. Let's put a portal in my world. And then you put the portal in your world. And suddenly you have something there that you hadn't thought of before. Where does this portal lead? Who built it? Where, like all that stuff. How do you use it? So um, that's a really good tip to start making your maps because they, they look very good when you make them in Incarnate and you, you get a lot for free. And there, there's a, yeah, a thousand ways to customize it. I, I promised these episodes were going to be kind of short, so I won't go into you know, a tutorial on Incarnate. 
Uh, and of course, after I'd done that, and we started with Nordic Skulls, and Christian Lindqvist came in the group, of course, he made the Windheim map as it is now, which is just absolutely gorgeous. One of the most beautiful RPG maps I've ever seen. It's it's to die for. When he made the first, uh, when he made the first uh, version of it, I was just like, you know, <sighs> I almost, yeah, I think I have had a tear in my eye actually, because it's it's very beautiful. Now you don't need that. Uh, having, having said that, how beautiful it is, that's not necessary. A map has to be informative first and foremost. You have to have a map that shows you where everything is, how far everything is. Um, it needs to be a tool for you, but also for the players to, to use in your campaigns. Now, I usually do two versions, one for the GM and one that's player safe, as I call it, uh, which means that I hide, I've taken away all the secrets. So I have a, a GM's map where I have all the secret stuff laid out. And then there's a player version where, where everything's spoiler free. It's, it's basically, it's supposed to be a map that they could have bought at an adventures shop or something uh, that the characters actually have in their hands when they're planning where to go, what to do. Uh, but of course that can't, you know, uh, contain all the, uh, the secret stuff, like the portal I just mentioned, stuff like that. Um, if you have a map that is supposed to be an in-game map, like the, the map that the characters are using, I prefer to have them a bit skewed because there are no perfect maps often in a fantasy world. You don't have, you know, access to satellite photos, etc. Because it's not, uh, yeah. So, so if you have some inaccuracies in a map, uh, that's used for players that's just fine that's just that's just a good thing that that heightens the immersion that you're in the world uh, it also leaves room <laughs> a little wiggle room for you as a gm to like if you say if the story needs a journey to take three days and the players are like but this is only thus and thus far like say What's the uh, travel? It's I think it's 30 kilometers a day, approximately, that a company often is uh, said to, to travel. Um, so they're like, oh, it's only 50 kilometers away. How can it be three days? And then you're like, well, maybe your map isn't accurate. And speaking of making sense, like does the, ha does the map have to make sense? No, I don't think so. It, it's, not, it's not our world. So the rules of physics may apply differently to that world than other worlds. Could there be floating islands in a fantasy world? Of course there can. Um, but then, you know, often you need to have a in-world logic in place for that. Like, why do these islands float? Because normally you would, uh, you know, you would start off with the rules of physics as they are in our world. And if you want to change that, you need to change, you have, need, to, need to have an in-game uh, reason for that. We'll talk a bit about this next week in, in episode three. I'll, I'll talk a bit about in-world logic. Uh, so I won't expand on that anymore. It's just like, I just wanted to mention that do, do, do you need to, do you need your map to follow the rules of physics and the rules of nature based on our world and i that's a definite no for me 
maybe if there's a player out there who say, you know, natural scientists or biologists or whatever, they might disagree with that because that might lower their immersion because they, they, they're preoccupied with trying to figure out why this world doesn't work the way that they're used. But as you know, I'm a huge Tolkien fan. The professor is infallible in my eyes. No, he's not. He's done a lot of uh, bad stuff with his uh, world building. But, but he, he is, you know, the, the grand old master when it comes to world building, of course. And if he says it all starts with a map, it starts with a map. And that's final. Of course, he changed his map over course. Uh, he had planned the land of Ond, where, which was to be Gondor, what which, yeah, Gondor was called Ond, which in Swedish is very, very funny because O-N-D, Und in Swedish means evil. So that's quite funny that that country was right opposite to, to the Cracks of Doom. Cracks of Doom, I think, was in place very early in the story, like in the early drafts, the drafts where Aragorn was not called Strider, he was called Trotter because he was a hobbit who had got his feet burnt by the evil sorcerer Sauron. Uh, so he always walked with shoes, which meant like and, and like these Dutch wooden shoes. So whenever he went into Brie, uh, his feet went cloppity 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 cloppity. So therefore he was called Trotter and not Strider. A change I'm I think we can all agree on it was a good change. Uh, he dropped that idea, even though it's very funny. So, maps. Tell me a bit about your maps. What do you think is most important when making a map? Uh, flat Earth or Disc World or, you know, Round Globe? How do you want to do that? Uh, in my case, I have something quite special in place for Eshvara. I'm not sure I should talk about that now. I think we'll save that for another episode because it's kind of a spoiler also. So I'll save that. Speaking of Eshra and Windheim, I would like to remind you once again to please check out Nordic Skald's Kickstarter for Windheim and Horn of the Dawn, uh, launching 31st, the last day of July 2023. And it's going to be ongoing until like the 28th, I think something like that of August so please check that out and give that a look so tell me your ideas your thoughts about maps map making for RPGs did I miss something I'm sure I did I want to keep this short so I'm keeping my notes very short to make the episodes as brief as possible uh, so tell me what you think of it and we'll see you next time as Wiener Rose once again